Welcome back to Red Cedar Radar. We are in week two of MSU's football season, and I am joined by a new face this week. Um, Jimmy James from Richmond has joined me to kind of give a preview into the Richmond Spiders, um, how their season has gone so far, and kind of what he thinks will go down in their matchup against Michigan State. How are you, Jimmy? I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Like I said, this is my yeah. first real time here, so honored to to do sort of a school collaboration. Uh, yeah, super excited. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, before we get into football stuff, give me a little bit of background into you and kind of what you do at Richmond. Absolutely. Yeah. So I am the sports editor of our student newspaper, The Collegian. Um, took on that role in December of last year. Um, so what that entails is just sort of assigning games for students to cover um, to the other writers uh, and then covering games myself. I'm still sort of the primor- primary uh, sports reporter uh, for our school. So I cover everything from field hockey to men's and women's basketball to women's soccer to football. Um, and then, yeah, I started writing for the paper April 2022, um, have loved it and yeah, love covering college sports, everything University of Richmond athletics. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. So you are currently a student at Richmond, based yes. off being the editor of the student paper. <laughs> um, what year are you and how long do you have to go? I'm a junior. Um, so yes. yeah, I will graduate 2025. Um, awesome. And yeah, excited to finish out the second half, I guess. Of, yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I do have a little bit of a silly question for you. Did you pick Richmond just because they have the best? I don't want to say best. The Spartans <laughs> the best. Just because they have an awesome mascot. That's a great question. Um, <laughs> I was actually talking to someone. I have a job uh, in admissions uh, where we do these chats with prospective students. Um, and I was saying I sort of applied during COVID and a representative came to my school before things broke out and the application process was crazy. Um, but he was talking about the spider and that's sort of what got Richmond on my radar for sure. Um, nice. <laughs> I'd say that wasn't, you know, the firm selling point, but I, th- I thought it was cool uh, yeah. to sort of have that unique title uh, to join. Yeah. Super unique. I'm a fan. <laughs> I love the center of your basketball court. And I just looked it up like last week as we were prepping kind of um, at the end of our recap episode, your football, your football stadium has it also in the middle, right? The yes. Spider. It is nice. sort of plastered cool. all around campus. Um, <laughs> I imagine. Actually, I I'm imagine. looking at one right now. Above <laughs> um, so you yeah, can't get away from them. That's fine. <laughs> the spider pride is, is everywhere. I love it. <laughs> okay. Well, let's kind of move in to some background into Richmond. I want to do a little bit of a positional breakdown. Um, I know that you have a new quarterback this season, Kyle Wickersham. Um, he's a big guy. He's a, a nice size quarterback from what I, what I read, what I saw. Um, based off my, my brief review of your last game, he likes to use his feet. Can you tell me a little bit more about his style of play and kind of where he's at just after his first game? Yeah, absolutely. So he definitely has some big shoes to fill. Um, last year, we had Reese Udinsky, who transferred from uh, Virginia Military Institute, VMI, um, and was a grad transfer. And he was played a big role in our run to the playoffs last year. So 
obviously for for Wickersham to sort of fill that hole, um, it's definitely a, a tough task. Um, but yeah, I, I thought sort of coming out of the gates uh, on their first drive, he used his speed a lot, as you said. Um, I think probably upwards of five runs on that drive, just him alone. Um, the first touchdown of the game was him rushing, um, which I I was not too sure that would was how it would start. Um, he had a little bit of experience in a playoff blowout game uh, back in December where he sort of got to take over the offense for the second half of the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he was just sort of, you know, untouched and this was his debut. And um, it seems like, yeah, the run game works for him. Like you said, uh, his stature sort of helps him definitely see over the offense, but um, mm -hmm. he's definitely mobile on his feet. And I think that was one of the things that did work for Richmond, um, obviously the loss uh, yeah. as the result. But um, I think that was one of the things that um, will help them sort of carry on the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, another note that I kind of had um, from our side of things, um, MSU's secondary coach um, pointed out that you have quite a speedy running back in JV on Griffin. Um, I guess he holds his high school record for the 200 meter run. Um, tell me a little bit about him and what you saw from him in the first game. Yeah, I actually, um, that's an interesting stat about the high school. I did not know that. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's super speedy uh, as a receiver, like you said. Um, he had three catches um, over 40 yards um, in the game against Morgan State. Um, so definitely a nice debut there. I think he can yeah. be a strong option for the Spiders. Um, another guy, Nick DeGenero, he's a, a redshirt junior. Um, I believe he had six catches uh, on the game, but sort of some quick slants that got the Spiders some yardage uh, when nice. the offense was working. But yeah, I think between Griffin and uh, DeGenero, those are two options offensively that might not have been working the best uh, in terms of opportunities last game, but uh, something that they can utilize for sure uh, okay. going down, down the stretch. Yeah. Any other offensive notes we can, before we kind of move to the other side of the ball? Yeah. I, um, the, the main running back, Savon Smith, um, he sort of shared the ball with our, our primary running back last year, Aaron Dykes, um, who mm -hmm. actually, was with the preseason with the Minnesota Vikings, which was pretty cool. Um, nice. He didn't make the final roster, but um, so he was sort of had to take a backseat to him last year, but this is sort of his first year in the spotlight. Um, I thought he had a, a solid game. He'll be their primary rusher and I believe kickoff returner, punt returner. Um, okay. So definitely carrying a lot of hats there. Um, he yeah. did have a, a fumble on one of those punt returns. So that was sort of uncharacteristic. I remember in the post game, um, our coach, Russ Huseman was saying, you know, he's a great kid, it happens. Um, so I don't expect that to happen a lot, but I think he'll be a big piece um, going down the line, like those uh, receivers to sort of help Wickersham, uh, you know, not have to use his feet every right. possession, uh, every drive. Yeah, nice. Okay, moving on to defense. Give me a couple notes um, from the defense. After the first game, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tristan Wheeler, he's a linebacker. Um, he's a redshirt senior. He had 17 tackles in the game. He's sort of their anchor. He's one of their captains um, for the defense. The defense was one of the things that I think uh, was working. Um, obviously, 
we lost. So, uh, <laughs> you know, not fully. Um, yeah. But I do think um, with sort of a younger team coming off uh, a playoff run with a lot of veterans who graduated, um, having that defense sort of veteran leadership um, and Marlon Lewis, he's another redshirt senior defensive tackle. Um, he and Wheeler both had a sack. So they're sort of that anchor. Um, I believe there was a third sack in the game um, from Aiden Murray, who's another defensive uh, stalwart, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I think I think the defense can be um, a, a pro for the Spiders, having that sort of veteran uh, sense there, having especially Wheeler and Lewis anchoring that. Yeah, uh, I understand how important it is to have kind of those veteran guys on the team. Uh, since MSU is kind of in a rebuild time right now, and we're kind of you know going through some they the we I say we I'm not on the team they <laughs> um are kind of going through some tribulations with kind of getting settled after new coaching staff and things coming over. So having those senior leaders is super important, especially after you after the team had such a good year last year. It's important to have those guys stick around to kind of carry that on to the next year. Absolutely. Um, tell me anything about special teams. Do you have any notes there? Yeah, I actually think that was one of the, the biggest weaknesses for the team. Okay. Um, there were two missed field goals um, by our kicker, um, Andrew Lopez. He was actually a punter slash kicker um, that took over um, when our kicker last year had an injury um, mm. and now is sort of the main guy. Um, missed one from, I think, think north of 40 yards um so that just you know that happens but yeah. the other one i think was blocked um so i think just little things like that that if we had connected on those field goals if uh savon smith hadn't uh dropped that fumble late um when we had several timeouts to go and one more drive left um and enough time to maybe tie things up uh down the stretch i think those are things that can be fixed and uh Certainly, Coach Huseman probably wasn't the the most excited about in the post game. Um, but yeah, I th I think special teams can be an asset. Um, it wasn't necessarily one against Morgan State, but like I said, I think it can be worked on and used uh, yeah. sort of in the coming games throughout the season. All right, all right. So we've touched on it as we've gone kind of through our positional review, but talk to me a little bit more about the first game. You've mentioned a couple of things that have gone wrong, but overall, what went wrong and what went right for Richmond against Morgan State? Yeah, I think um, first drive of the game, I know I mentioned this, but Wickersham used his feet a lot. Um, mm -hmm. It was sort of a just constantly getting getting yardage and getting down the field, and we got the first score of the game. Um, so I was sort of in my head up in the booth. I was like, okay, we can we can roll with these guys. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we might not be the same. Uh, playoff team that we were last year. Obviously, um, every team has to build their own identity. But I, I sort of had hope after that first drive. Um, but then Morgan State sort of rushed down the field and did the same thing. Um, so it was definitely a sort of a mirrored game. Uh, there would be score after score, and then maybe we threw a pick, and then they threw a pick. Uh, and then, you know, Spiders missed a field goal, then Morgan State missed a field goal. Sort of frustrating up there in the booth seeing that. Um, but yeah, I, I think just starting the game strong is important and building off of that. Um, maybe the Spiders didn't do the best job of sort of continuing that momentum from that first drive. Because from the looks of it, if you take away everything else and just look at that first drive alone, I think 
um, that's the team that the Spiders want to be. Um, and obviously, I mentioned some special teams mishaps and uh, you know some interceptions, some turnovers, some fumbles, um, which you know aren't aren't great for for trying to win a game. Um, but I do think trying to capitalize on Wickersham's uh, ability to get out of the pocket, run, yeah. and uh, like I said, leaning on that that defense um, will be two keys to to being successful in the future. Yeah. yeah. So you've talked a little bit about um, like post game press conference. Any specific points that your coach had about things to clean up before the spiders come to Spartan Stadium? Yeah, I think the overall sentiment was uh, he he sort of blamed himself and the coaching staff. Um, I think he thought they didn't give them uh, the team the best game plan possible. Um, and so I think that was sort of uh, the exit point to give the Spiders the best chance to head into Michigan State, obviously a, a power five conference uh, school, you know, uh, FCS versus FBS, um, mm -hmm. as I'm sure we'll get into. But um, yeah. yeah, I think uh, he was definitely frustrated with, with the efforts, um, but sort of having everyone um, take some of the blame and, you know, fixing the things that can be fixed and then uh, going back to the the drawing board uh, with things that that didn't um, were sort of some of his main points uh, in the post game. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, let's just get into kind of what you mentioned. So this is the first ever matchup between Richmond and Michigan State because I went back to try to do some look into the history books, but couldn't find <laughs> anything. Obviously, um, I don't know. Give me from your perspective. What are the challenges for an FS, FCS, sorry, FCS team coming and playing at a big stadium FBS team on the road? Talk to me a little bit about kind of the mindset that a team has to come with when they come to a big stadium like that. Yeah, I actually, um, pivoting a little bit, I saw an interview with um, one of Colorado's players, um, mm. and he uh, obviously came from coach Sanders and the, the HPCU right. um, and sort of that same situation where uh, he's making that leap to playing against FCS people to then FBS. Um, I think uh, the biggest thing is just sort of treating it like any other game. Um, we had a game against the university of Virginia, our season opener last year. Um, they're an F FBS school. Um, and mm -hmm. it was actually pretty close. Um, at some moments I thought maybe the spiders could pull it out, but um yeah, we, we have had that experience um, less than a year ago, so that's uh, definitely good to keep yeah. in, in the back pocket uh, for this upcoming game. But, yeah, I think also uh, Tristan Wheeler in a press conference um, after that University of Virginia game just said sort of it doesn't matter who we play, um, you know, Division I, uh, Division Three, FCS, FBS, uh, you know, Alabama or, you know, a, a smaller school <laughs> yeah. uh, in Iowa or something. Um, I think it just matters about, uh, you know, just keeping the same mindset and pretending like everyone's, uh, you know, in the same, in the same league. And I think, uh, you know, while some players might be in FCS, a lot of those players I think would, would be successful at the FBS level um, and vice versa. So I think, you know, the two programs are, are probably, you know, more similar than one would think. Um, obviously, MSU a lot bigger, uh, a lot more experience. Um, but yeah, I think not to keep repeating myself, but just 
No. Uh, you know, sticking with the the same game plan and treating it like like any other normal game. I feel like you have to do that or else you're setting your guys up for failure. I mean, as a coach, you have to say this is no different than any other team that will play. This is no different than any other place. I mean, just for morale alone, I feel like that's something that you have to do. So I agree completely. (laughs) Any other points about coming to Michigan State for the first time or kind of an outlook for how you think the game will go? Yeah, um, I think it's exciting. Um, you know, regardless of the the outcome, I think it's exciting to have uh, sort of a smaller school in Richmond yeah. to play um, against a big name school like Michigan State. Um, I know I'm always fighting for the basketball team to or to myself, uh, maybe not publicly, <laughs> but um, I wish they would play some some bigger uh, power conference schools just to get that opportunity, get that uh, yeah. chance to have some of our guys, uh, you know, get their names out there, um, but also uh, get a chance to sort of grow the program, build the program, Absolutely. get our program on the map. Um, so yeah, regardless, I think of the game, um, I think that's a great opportunity. I don't know uh, that Richmond has the greatest chances to be honest. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm a spider uh, through and through and I will, uh, you know, we, we get into this, uh, journalistic art as fans first um Mm -hmm. so you know i i'm i will always support the spiders um but i do think you know michigan state will probably come away with it um i think i said to the reporter i spoke to nick Mm -hmm. um 31 10 was my final prediction um just right off the dome um in favor of michigan state but I'm hoping, hoping the spiders can uh, uh, put up a good effort uh, against the the green and white. Do you get to travel with the team to cover the game? I do not. Um, ah. I which which stinks because it would be fun to to go to to Michigan State. Um, I've never been to to Michigan or a big school like that for a game. Um, but yeah, maybe yeah. maybe down the road if if uh, another opportunity like that presents itself, um, it would be cool. But. I'll be I'll be rooting on the the spiders, uh, taking some notes uh, here from Richmond. All right, all right. Um, my last kind of point here is just um, looking ahead to the rest of Richmond's season. Do you have any predictions on how things might go? I know they've only had one game, so it <laughs> might be a little bit hard. But any rumblings on how you think things might go after the first game in the press conference and all that? Yeah, so I definitely I thought the Morgan State game was a sort of a game that slipped away. Um, looking at first glance at our season schedule, I knew that Michigan State would probably be uh, poses a tough opponent. Um, but yeah, I think the rest of the schedule is definitely um, full of winnable games, um, some conference games against uh, some some mid major schools in the FCS um, that we had success against last year. Um, one new team in there is North Carolina A&T. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. That's about two hours from Richmond. So I might get to go to that game. Um, nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think if if uh, the Spiders can sort of combat their issues and, and work on things um, and get some great experience from this game and uh, give give the Spartans a, a fight, uh, then that will sort of you know, regardless of the score, build some momentum for the the latter half of the season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So 
I wanted to ask you something that's been a topic on the podcast and kind of, I guess, on Twitter a lot this season um, is NIL. And we've talked a lot about how, and MSU fans know, how it has affected our team and our roster and the guys that kind of have come and gone. How has the NIL affected a school like Richmond um, with getting guys and keeping them on campus? Yeah, so I think for for a long time, uh, Richmond's sort of MO was keeping players for a long time. Um, I know both for football and basketball, we had guys four or five, maybe even six seasons, um, just, you know, keeping guys for uh, a long time. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's tough uh, for a small school just because I think athletes who are in the transfer portal or uh, deciding where they want to sign um, can see a bigger school like Michigan State or a Villanova um, or a Michigan or whatever um, that has those those bigger opportunities to make money as an athlete. Um, and I think we're, you know, a lot of sports people talk about this movement of athlete empowerment. And I think it's great that the athletes can make money and make those decisions uh, on their own. But it is tough, I think, for a smaller school of, of 3,200 students, uh, you know, sort of a hidden gem uh, in the capital city of, of Richmond uh, that many people don't know about um, in terms of sports. Um, that, yeah, it can, it can be tough to, to lure in players um, from the transfer portal. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, sort of in a post-COVID world, uh, we can get back to keeping players and, uh, you know, playing schools like Michigan State for football or any other sport is, uh, like I said, a great way to, to get the name on the map, if you will. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I think no matter the size of the school or the program, I feel like things are kind of crazy with NIL and the transfer portal. And I just, and I've said this 10 million times on the podcast. So if I have any recurring listeners, they're going to be like, please stop. But um, (laughs) I just feel like there needs to be more rules and there needs to be, I don't know, rules, guidelines, I don't know, things set in place to kind of protect the status quo of how things were pre-COVID and pre-NIL and everything. And I think that will come eventually. But right now, I feel like um, that's a perspective that I haven't had on the podcast. Um, And it's interesting to hear it from that side of the coin about not being able to keep guys um, because you are a smaller place. And you know, bigger schools have lots and lots of money to offer. And (laughs) I do agree with your point. It is important. And it is, I think, necessary that the athletes are getting paid now. Um, It was a step that needed to happen. But um, something that maybe needs to be um, regulated a little bit more. I don't know. I agree. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's all I have for you, Jimmy. Anything else to add? Um, I don't think so. Um, okay. Again, honored to to be on the pod. Yeah. And uh, yeah, love love opportunities like this. So um, thanks again for, yeah. for making this happen. You are so welcome. Um, this podcast will be um, posted on YouTube and many audio plat- platforms. So you can find us anywhere you listen. Um, Michigan... State faces Richmond on Saturday um, at Spartan Stadium. I should know the time. 3 p.m., I think. 
I think so. Yeah. Yep. Hold on. Let me confirm. <laughs> um, 3.30, uh, 3.30. 3.30. Oh, darn, I'm going to get there too early at 3 o'clock. <laughs> Anyways, um, Spartans Illustrated is running a promo right now, and I will put that promotional information in the description of our episode. Um, and Jimmy's information will be linked in the description if you want to give him a follow. If you want to become a, you know, follower of the spiders, I think that's a good idea. Hit him up for... <laughs> any podcast needs now that he's an expert um <laughs> and thanks so much for listening i will be back after the game against richmond to do a recap with some spartans illustrated staff thanks so much for watching bye